Hello, Hello and welcome to Nerd Cave. We're so glad. So glad. Uh, starting this episode off good. Uh, we're so glad that you came back to listen again this week. Um, before we introduce today's topic, hopefully you noticed that there's better sound quality this yeah, episode. We which set is up like because we pulled out the drawers in our room, the highest drawers, and put a blanket over it and a blanket on the floor uh-huh. and several blankets. Over the yeah, so um, we're in like a tent drawer, right so we're in a mini tent. It's kind of cramped, but so um, hopefully it sounds better. If it doesn't, then we'll just completely scrap this and go back. And go back to, to what it whatever was. it was. But if it does, please like tell us because this isn't too hard to set up, but it's not the most comfortable way to record. So if it's not so, working, we'd like to know. Yeah. Um. But with that said, to today we will be discussing the Siege of Mandalore, which is the final arc in the Star Wars animated series Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, the Clone Wars uh, first started in 2008. I remember watching it in our first house. Oh man, we watched on it so the much. box TV mm-hmm. when we first had cable. When we re- when we still had cable, man, we watched so much of that. I remember watching the first. Track. Was it the first? Was it was it the first Yuta arc that we would have watched? The one I vividly remember is the first episode with Yoda. is that guy with the forearms. Oh, Krell. Yeah, yes, and then he like episodes. kills all the clones, and yeah, he basically he has like tuberculosis, and then yeah, and he yeah. convinces. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I it began in two thousand eight, uh, ran for six seasons, and it was canceled on a cliffhanger ending in two thousand fourteen. They originally planned to make season seven and eight, um, but six years later, uh, Dave Filoni announced season seven, but only a season seven. They were not able to get. Two more seasons greenlit. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we go any further, obviously, spoilers ahead for pretty much the entire season seven and some season six. And also kind of like Revenge of the Sith. But like that movie came out a while ago, so. Yeah. So but also still, Revenge of the Sith. But also yeah. for some Star Wars stuff. And inter- and Rebels spoilers, too. Yeah. Um, so. So there's a lot of spoilers. Go watch those. But. Um, this is the final season we got, and I think it was really good. And without any further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. So, The Siege of Mandalore is a four-episode arc. It's episodes 9, nine 10, 10, 11, 12. Um, of season seven. Of season seven of the Clone Wars. And it, uh, the final arc follows, mainly follows Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. As, as she hunts down, um, is he really a Sith Lord anymore? Um, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not Darth Maul anymore. He's just Maul. He's referenced as Sith Lord Maul in the show. Previous to that. I don't think he ever is in those, he those is, episodes, though. I think he's a Sith. Yeah, but he's not called like Darth Maul. He's not Maul a Sith Lord because he's not he's Darth just Maul. Maul. Although the Pikes still call him Lord Maul. Yeah, and the and um, Crimson Dawn does right. Got uh, Saxon and Rook mm-hmm. and all of them. But um, first thing we do, we do want to talk about is, although it doesn't come into play quite as much until the last two episodes, the. Closeness and literal family bonds between the clones 
because, and this is skipping ahead a little into the last two episodes, but we like to hop around. We do. In episode, in part three, Shattered. That's my, no, that's not my favorite one. That's uh, not my favorite one. It was pretty darn good, though. Well, but they were all good, but that was my favorite. Um, I thought that was this. <laughs> thought that was our dog walking down the stairs. Oh, it was her. Yeah, um, there she is. She, uh, we, so we got a new dog. Um, side note. Named Lucy. She's three years old. She's like a Labradoodle, right? She is a, I think. yes. Yeah. Um, she's pretty energetic, except at night when she trundles down the stairs like that. So, yeah. um, if that you hear her. that, Brrr, that'll down be the stairs, that's her. her. Um, so, Rex and Ahsoka kind of had this argument about whether or not, because they're getting ready to, like, jump out pretty much. They're trying to escape the, uh, is it the Venator? I think so, I think yeah. it's the Venator, um, this giant spaceship, and they all, and Jesse, the, uh, arc trooper in the 501st, and the entire rest of the, <clears throat> um, division, all of a sudden just, they, so they open up the doors to the hangar to see if there's any ships, and all of a sudden they just, the whole battalion comes out. And, um, is in between them and their way out. And so they kind of, they have this argument where Ahsoka isn't willing to kill any of them. And Rex is 100% like Ahsoka, they're gonna... Even though Ahsoka <clears throat> wasn't raised with them or anything, right. they're just her troops. They're just her troops. And, and they're literally his for brothers. Rex, they're literally his but brothers. But he is so... like I mean, and that's because... I think it's because he had recently had... He knew what it was like to be under the influence of Order 66 up until he got his inhibitor chip out in the beginning of that episode, the ending of the last. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. It's at the end of Shattered. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so... Yeah. yeah, so he understands what it... And he knows... He understands that they are willing to kill both of them if it means that they will die. With no hesitation. Right. Yeah. And she is super against it. And so what she ends up having him do is set his blasters to stun, and they... they I mean, when they fight, they kind of just... It's almost like they're dancing. Mm-hmm. It's so... They're so in sync with each other. Yeah. Um, Which kind of brings us... The clones, like, so when Ahsoka first comes back in episode she left at the nine, end of she left at the end of season six and came back. And so when she comes back in the beginning of episode nine, um, she, uh, like, all the clones that she passes in the halls or whatever salute her mm-hmm. um, because they still have respect for her even after she left the Order yeah, at she, the end of season six. They, and all they that. still salute her and call her commander, and she... Mentions it to Anakin, and he says, it doesn't matter that you were technically stripped of your rank. They respect you for what you did for them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, I mean, the clones are... They still have a lot of respect. Right. Yeah. They, don't, they don't care that she is no longer part of the Grand Army of the Republic, because she's still their, their commander. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, is kind of... Which is really cool. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> Our next thing to talk about is Anakin and his 
confused looks in which episode nine, mostly uh, in episode nine, which is old friends one. not forgotten. Old friends not forgotten. Um, which is when Ahsoka comes back and he's just confused by so many things. Like when he, well, when they first walk in. First of all, we have to talk about where they were because they were down on the surface of I don't know what planet, fighting um, a group of um, battle droids, and Anakin just walks up, and it's Obi Wan and the whatever his battalion is the two hundred and twelfth, whatever battalion that Commander Cody is uh, part of. I think it's the two twelfth commands. They're having issues. And so Anakin just appears. He just walks up behind them. He's just standing there as there as Obi-Wan and Cody are hidden behind rubble. He's just standing there nonchalantly just dodging bullets. Um, and so he gets, they get that cleared up. And um, Admiral Yularen calls him, Anakin and Obi-Wan, back up to the Venator. It is, yeah. Uh, the whole arc, pretty much the whole arc takes place on the Venator, doesn't is it? Is it the same ship? It might be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think it... I think it is. I think it probably is. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because they bring Maul back up, too. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Hmm. I didn't realize that until now. Interesting. So they go up, and it's Ahsoka. So the door's open, he see, and Anakin sees Ahsoka, and he's just... Confusing. He's got His the face wide-eyed, confused so look, funny. and it's hilarious. Oh, and then he is even more confused when she says they don't have time to catch up. And then he gets there, and she says it again. He's still confused. And then they get into the briefing I mean, room. The animation is so good. He just looks so, so confused. Um, it's so. They get funny. into the briefing room with uh, Bogotan and Obi Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka, and um, Bogotan mentions. Uh, Duchess Satine to Obi Wan, who had an old flame, right? Uh-huh. Together they were, yeah, they were a thing for a while, but secretly because she's against she's Jedi the Duchess code, of Mandalore right? and he's a Jedi Knight. But um, and then can super confused by that because he had no idea. Uh, and there's just there's several other things that I mean, his face is just priceless. Mm-hmm. It's. And, <laughs> Speaking of Bo-Katan, she seems. I mean, I know that she wants to help the, and I know that she wants to help the Republic, so that she can get Mandalore back. But she seems just so shifty and suspicious. And I know that she's not, because by the end, like she's proven herself trustworthy to the Republic. Like she, I think it's probably she fulfills her end of the bargain. It's probably. I mean, it's probably just that she was impatient, right? Because she to wanted get, to get Maul. Because yeah. if they didn't jump on that chance, then then they wouldn't have got him. But like. Know, she she just seem seems so shifty and suspicious. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is just. More... I mean, the animation was fine. The voice acting, for some of, for Bo-Katan was, eh, eh. It was good. It wasn't it... bad. Right. No, it was good. It was just. But it did kind of make her seem a it little. It did de- totally see make her seem discontent the entire time. Suspicious and discontent. And... Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, her sister was murdered, and then. Mandalore was taking she had, over. She had reason. I mean, to, she had reason to be. It just yeah. does make you a little suspicious of her. Which leads us into our... Explain about Maul. He's who, awesome. 
Like the, she just shines so much in these frankly, episodes. Frankly, will be argued over, but I think he has one of the best arcs in all of Star Wars. Him and Ben Solo. Because mm-hmm. he's just... I mean, he goes from being forced into becoming a Sith mm-hmm. and a Jedi Hunter to denying Sidious several times to trying to regain favor with Sidious. And then at this point, he's just... At this point, he's so his chaotic main and neutral. is to kill Kenobi, I think, right now. Yes. That was the whole plan is that Maul was trying to draw in um, Kenobi. Kenobi to kill him, but Ahsoka went instead. They brought the wrong Jedi. Which he wasn't happy about. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he has so many... I mean, this is a lot... This is kind of a... I mean, it's a dark end of the Clone Wars. Which it is, is. Because I it takes it, place around Order 66. Mm-hmm. Um... But he has a lot of darker quotes, like when they capture him and when he's fighting Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. such as, actually one of my favorites was, um, he says, uh, I believe we have several mutual friends to Ahsoka, which I think is really just Obi-Wan, though, that they, Um, right? Because he never actually, I mean, he met Anakin, but briefly. I think he was probably talking about Obi-Wan. I would assume. And Bo-Katan, I guess. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, And then later, when she... She mentions that Anakin was sent to spy on the Chancellor, and he says that the moment may be upon us, which he's referring to, Order 66, which does happen not too long after. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I find it interesting that he was aware that Palpatine had this grand plan to kill mm-hmm. all the Jedi. He just didn't know how what that plan would entail. And how and he then, was involved with it. And then when it happened, he knew exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew the only this plan is what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is interesting, too, that Ahsoka doesn't know that Dooku's dead. Mm-hmm. Like... Because at the it's the beginning of episode three that he does. Yeah, so all these episodes actually happen during episode three. Mm-hmm. I think the second half of during season Revenge seven of the Sith. is all during Revenge of the Sith. Well, because right? Anakin kills Dooku at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. which has to be before episode nine, Old right. Friends Not Forgotten. Because that's when we find out that Ahsoka... I think we find out in episode in part two. Yeah. But we but right. We find out that Ahsoka doesn't know that Anakin killed Dooku. Which means that the entire arc happens during Revenge of the in Sith. In between Anakin killing Dooku and Order Sixty Six. The first two episodes. Right. And then Yeah. Which is really interesting. And there's a lot there's just a lot of good mall quotes that just accentuate how chaotic he is at this point because he's he's insane Mm -hmm. and even in rebels it shows it goes on he is he has gone completely insane i mean he's been on search he's only been on for the last what Uh, 10 years probably yeah probably 10 or 15 years searching for kenobi and along the way he 
was denied by his master, found, was reunited with his brother. His brother was killed by his old master. He's had a rocky life. He, yeah, things have not been going very good for him. And the whole time he's just been trying to get revenge on Kenobi. And he, he's, he's completely been on it. I mean, it, it's not quite a, it's almost an analogy to Inigo. Not quite, but like he's been in the romance business, yeah. business so long. He doesn't yeah. know what to do with himself, so he goes to Kenobi in Rebels and dies. But, mm-hmm. um, and he talks about, I was cast aside, I was forgotten, but I survived. And I can thrive in the chaos to come. He's so... He's ready for Palpatine's He knows what's going to happen. happen. He's like, I know what's going to happen, and I know how I can make it through this. And that's exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. Even up to the point where he's captured and on the vendor, he's like, I can still... Like the, He's like, he seems urgent. He is urgent about it, but he's still so obviously in control of what's going to happen to him. Because he, he, it doesn't bother him that they're barreling towards a... Yeah. Because he, yeah, he gets out of there. Um, I did want to mention when he, I know we're jumping around a lot, but when he was talking, it's in part two, when he's talking to the other members of the syndicate in the uh, tunnels on Mandalore, the man on the far right there. So there's the pikes on the left. I don't know who's in the middle. And on the right is, uh, Dr- I'm fairly certain that it's Dryden Voss. From Solo. From who is the, who is his partner. For the when, Crimson Dawn. Right. Where in Kira is his operative from Crimson Dawn who makes contact with Dryden Voss again in Solo. I wonder which if, I think is um, really really cool that that there's just that small tie-in that I wonder if his communication with Dryden Voss at that point happens at the same time that like that that communication is the same communication that happens in Solo Mm-mm. or no I don't think so because I think no because Solo happens after Re- Revenge of the Sith oh okay I think, yeah, because Solo's in between Revenge of the Sith and, um, and, and Rebels. Rebels. Or, I think it's in between, and Rebels, right? Yeah, because Rebels happens before Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in between Rebels and Revenge of the Sith. So not quite, but it's not far off from mm-hmm. that. Um, I've got a few more mall quotes. We've got... Um, Justice is merely the construct of the current power base. Which, uh... He's not wrong. <laughs> really, and I think it does realize. draw the point that a lot of people have been making recently about Anakin, where they're talking about how he was the chosen one to bring balance to the Force, and it's all, and everyone at the end of Revenge of the Sith was like, was like well, I guess he's not the chosen one because he's killing all the Jedi. He did bring balance to the Force because there were two Sith and like 3,000 Jedi. Right, because technically balance is the same half amount half. on one side that is right. to the other. And so, so technically he did bring balance to the Force. It's just that the Jedi, being the current power base, were like, no, this deeper. isn't right. And the Sith were... I mean... But he did for actually... Bad, they did it for not good intentions, but still. 
he did actually equal out the right. numbers Which pretty well. Maul and uh, Obi-Wan kind of reference in when Rebels. Maul dies in Rebels. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've got... Very interesting. Which this was said in a very like urgent, worried, almost worried tone. He's behind everything, always in the shadows. Which is what Leia says. Which is what Leia says in episode, episode nine, nine Rise about, Skywalker. About um Palpatine. About Palpatine. About Sidious. He's always in the shadows, yeah. Uh-huh. Which is behind everything the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which is right, because it's cool because like, yeah, that's I mean that's what everyone realized about him was like, oh, this guy's been pulling Dude, this strings. Guy's bad. <laughs> and this guy's been pulling strings against us this entire time. For 60 years. And we just didn't know it. Yeah. Also, side note, uh, George Lucas did actually come out and say, which we we will have a uh, Rise of Skywalker review coming out this year. Yes. That's, it's it's this year. Within a month, probably, ish? Uh, Maybe. 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 Uh, We'll see. It'll be this year. We'll have it out this year. Um, We'll talk about more about this, but George Lucas did actually come out and say that there's no way Palpatine should be alive. Right. Um, but we'll talk more about that uh, in our Rise of Skywalker anyway. discussion. Um, and we've got a few more. Oh, there's the line from the uh, from the original trailer. For oh season yeah, seven, I really like this line, which was which was kind of paralleled to Ray and um, Kylo Ren mm-hmm. when he puts out his hand. He says, and it was a similar line too. Every uh, every choice you have made has led you to this moment, and it's like that. It's mm-hmm. that same kind of thing. Yeah, Malin, um Ahsoka draw, have a lot of parallels to mm-hmm. Rey and Kylo Ren. Ren. Mm-hmm. Especially in that scene. That reminded me a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Which, Which kind of brings us point, into... But. I love Maul's... I love... So, I love... I did, oh, I, I wrote that down. 10. Maul and Ahsoka's... Um, a Maul and Ahsoka's like a lot like Kylo and Rey. Yeah. So in episode or in part two, which is episode ten, right? Yes. Uh, the Phantom Apprentice. I I love that. That's probably my favorite episode in this arc, mainly because of the lightsaber fights. Yes, I, they're so it was cool. such a cool fight. And the coolest and thing about this Maul, one, Maul uses a lot of his old moves that he uses in Phantom and Apprentice. The reason Phantom, for that, Phantom Phantom Menace. Menace. And the reason for that is that they brought in the guy who played him. Right, Ray Park. Ray Park. They brought him in for it and did uh, motion capture for the fight. And that's why. Yeah. And, it, and it's the same moves all the way down to how he holds the lightsaber out and brings his uh, other hand back, kind mm-hmm. of curled. And it, it, yeah. it is so cool to see. Like, literally, the, the fights exact were amazing. Same, it, the exact same fighting style. The fights were so yes. The cool. fight scenes in this last arc were so good they were I mean, super intricate and just lots of small details that were yeah definitely added in that were really cool that was and that's probably why this episode and stuck really, out a lot and, for me yeah and the really cool part about that fight too is that we had like a, a version of duel of the fates playing which was really yeah cool. yeah um yeah and then and he cool and, all, that and all through that they're talking about anakin and maul says he's the key to everything like he whether and I think he knew for a good while that Anakin was the catalyst for was the catalyst for Order sixty six and all of it, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's totally like Maul to not tell anyone yeah. and just keep it to himself. I like what he says at the end of that episode. 
uh, when he's caught. Yeah. So when Ahsoka and him are fighting on like the catwalk mm-hmm. kind of place she, above the city, um, manages to shake him off the catwalk, and he starts to fall, and, and then she holds she, him up, and yeah. he just—he's just—I mean—he's maniacally screaming, basically, "Let me go! Let me die!" We're all going to burn. We're all going to die. You don't know what you're doing. And the sad thing is he's right. Yeah. Because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He knew he knew it was going to happen. He was like... Right, the if, Empire takes and over. And he, he was like, let me die. Just let me... Right. Not have to deal with this anymore. He was he was kind of like a neutral um, power throughout mm-hmm. all of this. He just caused chaos. He didn't really like the Jedi, obviously, mm-hmm. but he didn't want Palpatine well, to so take he over. W- the yeah, universe. right. He was taught by City by Palpatine by Sidious originally that the Jedi were the bad guys. So he still has opposition, right? To him. Definitely biased against them, but and he definitely has a lot of points about the Jedi not being the uh, greatest people ever, you right? Know? Because they're not. Quite frankly, yeah. Which is actually referenced in when Obi Wan says Ahsoka, the Council isn't always right. Mm-hmm. Like he, they obviously are aware of that. It's just that this isn't really the time for them to reform the Jedi Council because they're in the middle of a war, right? And but, so it's just, but but still, like he's not wrong. Um, Maul is a really cool character. I'll find my more, my other notes on him. I love how casually Maul sits on the throne when they walk in right mm-hmm. before the fight scene. Like he um, owns the place. And he has a great entrance too. Walking out, I I was hoping for Kenobi just all that. Mm-hmm. Um he was he was a great addition to these episodes. For sure. Um and I think the added detail on Gar Saxon's armor, which yeah, is based off really of Maul, cool. is so cool. Yeah. Uh, but let's jump to the last episode. Um, Actually, before we do that, though, I want to finish up talking about Shattered by talking about the silence. How they... Oh, yeah. Um, there's so much tension in the beginning of the episode because it's pretty much silent as Rex and Ahsoka walk up to watch um, Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians um, bring Maul in an anti- force right. chamber and then there's some conversing and, load them on. and there's a little bit of conversation and then as they get on the ship there's like two full minutes of silence and it's super tense and you can tell something's about to happen and you know it's order 66 but like you but you it, almost don't know that yeah. that's what it is and so it's super tense and it's silent there's no dialogue leading up to it's just sound effect and stuff leading up to when they go into hyperspace and um rex and ahsoka are sitting there are standing there looking out into hyperspace, and then we get cuts back and forth between Ahsoka and Maul. Here, and they both hear something through the force of of Anakin and Mace Windu and a couple mm-hmm. of the Jedi. And, and they go to arrest the Chancellor, right? And we hear that through the force, and then and that's and the, then Order sixty six, and then we have a guy. Uh, a cap, a soldier, a clone come out and tell Rex and Ahsoka that the next that there's a transmission that's coming, and Rex goes and gets it, and it's Order sixty six. So I guess and then, that's and, it's, and so it's silent, and there's just m- really tense music leading up to it, 
Yeah. And then it was a great way to make that. And it was really good. But um, all right, let's jump to the last episode, which is victory Victory and and death. death. So, final episode in the arc, part four, episode twelve, victory and death. Which, no, it's not victory for the good guys. Although, as we've mentioned before, they're not necessarily actually the good guys, but... Did any of you yawn? I just yawned. I wonder if you can yawn because you heard me yawn. So, I guess that's it's, actually, it's actually victory for Sidious and death for all the children. So fun. So the, the episode is starts with some super ominous like the music reminds me of hyper light drifter for sure which, which we will have an episode on have a review about. pretty soon like within six weeks the music throughout this whole episode reminds me of hyper light drifter actually because the music in the ending scene which we'll get to in like a minute. even if you haven't played the game look up uh hyper light drifter by disaster piece on spotify apple and spotify YouTube. or on youtube and listen to the soundtrack it is killer and it's really good. And if you've seen this last episode, you know what we're talking about if yeah. you listen to it. Because it, it's just this really raw, raw, sound. ominous it's very sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. we'll talk about it in a minute again. But So we start with some super ominous music. And then we have the, um, the scene where Rex and Ahsoka get out of the medical bay. Which actually, the quote that I'm about to quote um is from part three but um it's where ahsoka's like what's going on are you okay and rex is like yeah i'm okay kid which i really which i think is cool like rex still calls ahsoka kid like it Mm -hmm. i think she's technically older than him but i find that funny Especially in such a stressful time, but she asks, like, how widespread is this? And he's like, Ahsoka, it's all of us. The entire Grand Army of the Republic has been ordered to hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. All of them. And then the episode ends. And then that episode ends. Um, and then we had to wait. Well, actually, we, we only had to wait, like, three days. We didn't have to wait as long because it was May 4th. When which was good. Um, so then Victor and Death starts with a wait, which is the wait, wait, wait from Ahsoka. Which, Which reminded me of if you watched our episode or listened to our, le- our episode last week, it reminded me of the part where uh, Inigo is hauling Fezzik right Fezzik on the up cart to the, to the guard to the gate. Right, and Wesley's saying, "Wait, wait, don't lie to me yet." And then they like the lie to Mark Logan. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot like that. Never mind, but that that's actually a reference to earlier in the Clone Wars, um, where there was a similar scene with Ahsoka, and she said the same thing, and it was I don't remember the exact details, but. It was a lot like that, where they, mm-hmm. she held him off to fire until right then. Um, as I mentioned before, they fight like dancers almost, like they're so in sync. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Almost as cool as the lightsaber scenes, but not, but not quite. Um, yeah. And then we got to, and then it cuts to Maul um, just running through and causing chaos everywhere. Um, and the hyperdrive scene where he just tears it all apart. I like the scene where he... Um, Pulls off Chops the, wall the guy's heads off. Yeah. Pulls off the wall plates and just throws them at and the And then clones. he closes the door and cuts the cuts guy's the arm guys off. He, he's, just, he's just causing mayhem. Yeah. But the hyperdrive scene is they, a super They went great from TV Y7 to TV 14 
to TV sad R. I don't know. <laughs> really fast. Um, the hyperdrive scene, though, is a great show off of his skills and his force abilities, really. Because yeah. we don't see, I mean, we see, like, the precision of him actually throwing away, um, mm-hmm. deflecting lasers, but, like, I don't know, it's just so cool just to see him just pull a giant hyperdrive yeah, off out of the ceiling. Yeah. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to Ahsoka and Rex just running through the ship trying to get to the hangar. They started blasting. Uh, and so they get to the hangar and they're trapped there and they and that's when they open up the hangar and the 501st just flood out. Yeah. Flood out and, yeah, block their way. And so that's when they have the argument about, like, I don't want to hurt them. And Rex goes, I hate to tell you this, but they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't. The clones, they don't. They're and not, he's saying that from the perspective of, of a clone. Right. And of having just not too long ago been still under the influence of right. Order 66. Um, and then this is where she takes off his helmet and he's crying because he really understands that they're willing to kill him, but he does not want to have, he doesn't yeah. want to have to, he will, but he doesn't want to. It was a very sweet moment. It was. And it was, it was like the eye of a hurricane almost is what it reminded mm-hmm. me of because you're a good soldier, Rex. And it was just, you know, all that. And it was the ending and we knew it was coming and mm-hmm. it was good. And then Maul leaves as they're trying to get to a ship. Maul leaves, takes it. Yeah, so there's like this big battle off. scene with the entire 501st Battalion. Well, I guess it's actually only half of them because the other half went with... Um, but it's still with Anakin, right? Anakin. But it's still a lot of them. Yeah. And they have three droids with them, and they're all brutally murdered. Wait, so in Revenge of the Sith... The other half was with him when he went up the... But they don't the turn on him, him, right? They just go with him. Right? They go with him. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then the three droids that Ahsoka's been, like, wheeling around with her that are been helping them... They're all... They're just murdered. murdered. One of them gets... One of them gets shot in the head. And, and then the other them. two, when the they're, like, two, working on whatever to... They're trying to uh, help Rex and Ahsoka out. And the clones just walk over and they're like, hey, stop, and they just... Just... Keep firing, dude. Like, brutally. They want to make sure no one knew they were droids. Yeah, they were. They're just mutilated. So eventually, Rex and Ahsoka get down to a lower level of the hangar and find a Y wing. Yeah. And barely, Ahsoka and Rex gets on, and as it pops out of the hangar, <laughs> um, she like falls and it like pushes them away and Rosoka falls and so they're flying through the air and it was kind of it was really tense as she's getting into the Y wing in the air. Um, Rex is a good pilot despite I mean I know he's piloted several times. Right, but the this, we don't see him pilot that. But much. despite him not actually like pilot. being trained as a pilot, he is good. He's a good pilot. Mm-hmm. So then they land and it cuts to probably what hours later. Yeah, probably, probably a day later at most, where they've found all the clone troopers' bodies that they could, and the, the vin, and, and we see them. the vin are just half buried into this kind of like moon. the Star Destroyer in Jakku. Mm-hmm. And we see Rex go back to the Y wing and put up a shovel, and turn back to look at Ahsoka, who is standing in the middle of 
a field of sticks with each clown's helmet on top. Um, it was super sad. And she's looking through them all, and then she finally settles on Jesse's helmet. helmet. Mm-hmm. And then after a moment of contemplation, she drops her lightsaber, like like she's saying. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I do want to point out, anymore. there is no more dialogue after the crash. Yeah. After they crash and after it cuts back to the next scene of hours or a day later, mm-hmm. there's no more dialogue for the rest of the show, which I think was really cool. Really, it was a really abrupt ending, heart wrenching yeah. ending to the series. But I think it was, it was the best ending that we could have gotten. And then, and then, uh, she's a really cool dark robe. Yeah, which I like. And then we can see time passes because snow's on the ground, mm-hmm. and Rex and Ahsoka have obviously left. And we have and the uh, we have the, the stormtroopers storm and the snowtroopers. Um, Invaders there, and that's when the music also too is the most hyperlight drifter because yeah. it's super just. It's not super loud and overwhelming. I'm but gonna, I'm gonna really, play a sample from the Hyperlight Drifter. It's soundtrack. really just ahead, we'll, we'll play and you'll see what I mean. But um, it's got that music, and so Vader, Vader walks lands, over to the and he walks over and he finds the her lightsaber and he dusts it off and ignites it. And as he does, we can see through one of his eye holes. Um, we can see his eye change from the Sith yellow that's generally not seen through the red to his regular blue as he looks at it. And he looks up and sees Morai, who is, if you know from earlier in the series, basically the physical embodiment of the light side of the Force. Um, and she helped him save Ahsoka's life at one point. And so... Um, and so it's a super sad, contrasting scene... Because we see um, Vader all in his black in the white snow, ignites his lightsaber, and he takes it and walks off back, um, and he keeps it, and um, the final thing we shot see is is the reflection of him walking one of the, away. One of the, in one of the Ahsoka countries. painted helmets. Yeah. The reflection of him walking away. Okay, here's a sample from uh, Hyper Drifter. Like that would just a lower tone, and that's right. And that's what it is. I and encourage if you've seen you, it, you know what we're talking about, but if you have never played the game, it's really good. Go play it. But if you have never listened to the Hyperlight Drifter soundtrack, you should listen. We'll to We'll put the a link in the description. It's amazing. It's really good. Um, um, I think the ending was not what I was expecting, but it, it was, was not at all what I was expecting. The perfect way to end it was. It. it really was. It was. I I did not expect anything like it at all. I I completely expected something else. I don't know really what I expected, but that's wasn't it. Um, but I definitely wasn't unhappy with it. I think it was the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. It, it I mean it. Yeah. It was. It was the perfect ending, and I think. Oh. I'm satisfied. Yeah. And while yes, I would have preferred to have an eighth season and have it finished that way anyway. Um, I mean it. It. Yeah. It was good. It ended well. It was good. I, yeah. Yeah. I was 100 percent at a loss for words. 
the first time. Yeah, no kidding. It, I was, it was. Yeah, because I mean, it was it was so abrupt. It was, but which I mean, I think that I mean. Speaking that's of how, abrupt endings, <laughs> but I mean that is how Order sixty six was. Yeah, um, but, but with that, but yeah, with that, that's I think about that it. Wraps it for up. The Siege of Mandalore. Yeah, um, we, if you haven't watched it, I'm not entirely sure why you still listened, unless you have no intention to watch it. But yeah, if you're um, a fan of Star Wars at all, hopefully you've kept up with Clone Wars at least somewhat. And you should watch it. Hopefully, you did. Before also, you the Martez sisters. Suck. Also, that was the wor- also the first arc in this Jesus season Christ. was the worst ever. But it was the second one, Bad Batch right. was, was the first. Bad arc. Batch was the first. Bad Batch was good. Yeah, but this was probably the best arc in all of Clone Wars. Yeah, the last two episodes were probably the two best episodes in all of Clone Wars. I still think episode ten of season seven is the best. I like. I don't know. It was good, but I think I, I liked Shattered more. Yeah. I don't, the last two, I think, were my favorite. So. But anyway, we'll but, see you guys in the message uh, section. I'll see you, Mandalore, so. Yeah. Message section, Miguel. Uh, welcome to the message section, where for two weeks in a row... There are no uh, messages. There are no messages. So, uh... I'm not complaining too much, because we, yeah. we have a lot to talk about, but... And we pretty much an- have our next two weeks mapped out. Send message, so, yeah. But, so, please send messages through Anchor at anchor.fm slash nerd hyphen cave. Um, there will be links in the description. What was that? Roll the outro. Uh, thank you once again. Starting the same way. Thank you once again for tuning in to the show. Uh, be sure to follow us on all sorts of podcast platforms. We have we're on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google, and Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. as well as Breaker, Pocket Cat, Pocket Cast, Pocket yeah. Cast, and a uh, couple others. And a couple other. They're all on our Anchor page. They're all on our Anchor page. Anchor.fm slash nerd hyphen cave. Links in the description. Um, speaking of which, uh, that is where you can send in voice messages through our, our Anchor page. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do, and we decide to use it, we you will be featured in the episode, and that will be the topic for the for an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have any questions or suggestions, and you don't want to send in a voice message, Weirdo. Uh, <laughs> it's not very nice, John. Well, which I would want to be on my favorite podcast. I, I know. So would I, but saying uh, you can shoot us an email at nerdcavemedia at gmail Also in the description. Uh-huh. Um, and big announcement. Uh, since last week was Princess Bride, mm-hmm. and this week was a TV show, but Siege of Mandalore, um, we have deemed May our first movie month, movie month volume one. So the next two weeks um, of May, the last two weeks of May, mm-hmm. will be uh, two more movies slash TV shows, um, because that's what we want to do. Because uh, we realize, oh, we have, we a, lot have a lot of free plans, time. So- and we have a lot well of just that kind of thing planned, so why not do them all at once? Yeah. Um, uh, this might become like a regular thing, movie month. I think it'll be at least annual. Yeah. Um, Hopefully not too often. There might be another one at the end of the summer. Um, there, yeah, there might be one for July. Next fall when uh, quarantine is over. Watch, um, if you're not listening to this during the quarantine of 2020. What else would you be doing? Um, uh, there's quarantine in 2020, by the way. 
if if you aren't listening during quarantine. Lucky you. Um, this fall of 2020, uh, we'll actually be going back to school, so probably won't be a movie month. And if there's not one at the end of the summer, if there's not one July, there won't then probably there won't be, be one until next year, or Which maybe like Christmas break, like December. Which isn't to say there we won't be. still do movies because we're still going to talk about movies, but. Just, it won't, there won't be, be a movie month. A straight month yeah. of movies. Speaking stuff. of which, uh, wait, what's the month after May? June. June. <laughs> June might be like a video game month. Uh, I think it will be. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. And probably after that, we're going to do books. No, no. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, uh, send we in messages. We'll, we'll figure out a poll, um, and you have to vote which one of us is better. Uh, no, this has been Nerd we're Cave. Not, no, we're not. Okay. This has been Nerd Cave. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>